0: awkward hitting that button but we are live now at the second episode in our remote office here for the bookly podcast and quick introduction you are my number one fan (laughs) the (laughs) the only person who has listened to every episode of the podcast so far for sure i think so a lot of people listen to most of them Mm But I don't think anybody except for you that I've heard of has listened to all of them.
1: Yeah. it's like my favorite Wednesday like thing. Yeah. And they're like a little late to post. I'm always like, excuse me. Or Wait, they're podcast. late to post? There was one that was like a little late. And the only reason I know is because.
0: Which one? Because I schedule them all out like three days in advance for the oh, really? time. 7 a.m. Well,
1: I'll text you next time that happens. Yeah. that Piss Cause... me right off. Because <laughs> we drive to gymnastics <laughs> like usually right when they post. So like I know. Do you
0: need them to be posted earlier? Because I, I do 7 a.m. Mountain Standard. I could do. No, oh, no, no. That's good. Oh no, that's like wicked early in Alaska. Yeah. Just oh, no. kidding. <laughs> yeah, totally. Good. I'm thinking it was two hours the other direction. No, 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 no. Yeah, like, I don't no. think you've ever seen that side of the clock. Five a.m. <laughs> not on purpose. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. But in addition to being my number one fan, you're also my sister. Mm-hmm. Less exciting, but, <laughs> but oh, wow. But also pretty cool. Thank for you for you. Um, and <laughs>
1: Really hyping me up to do this. I
0: know, I know. But you're my only older sibling, mm-hmm. so yeah. And we are—I mean, we were about as close as you can get physically without being twins. Like <laughs> well, mom and dad like
1: unless you're my kids.
0: Yeah, that's true. You—you you, went up to mom and dad, but we're only a let twelve, thirteen. <laughs> you got
1: there. You can count though. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh, thirteen months apart. Yeah. So yeah, we basically grew up together. Like, yeah. through everything.
1: Yeah. I think I don't. I don't think I ever really thought of you as my little brother. No. On
0: so no and I don't think I ever thought of you as my older sister
1: yeah no respect
0: none <laughs> I think that's, that's exactly what I meant <laughs> but no like we had all the same friends we did everything together all growing up so I was like super excited yeah. to have I am super excited to have you on the podcast
1: well, I'm glad to hear here I and I'm books.
0: and I was talking to Rob and I think we're gonna try to do a remote from your guys's house because he has a mm-hmm. mic yeah yeah
1: he and has. so
0: hopefully we can have both of you guys on a little bit more yeah. frequently that would be fun so yeah and yeah, maybe some other people from Alaska, but we'll have to do it at your house. So yeah. I'm just going to comment on your guys' <laughs> house. It's like a remote studio if it works cool, out. Oh, cool. we
1: will charge you rent. i
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. charge. Yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet. We'll just add that to the list of bills for the Bookly Podcast. <laughs> awesome. But you have definitely been in the family the one who's read the most. I mean, I think, I mean, outside of me trying this, mm-hmm. I was the worst. <laughs> then Adam. Didn't read a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, I
1: think you guys probably tied, to yeah. be honest.
0: And then, I, I mean, I, honestly, <laughs> I, I was really about read. to say, <laughs> it's <a laughs> pretty rough Because Reagan
1: never really read either.
0: No, she claims she does. but I Well, she
1: does now. Does she really? No, she actually does. Okay. Like, I've seen her Kindle. She just doesn't want to claim that she reads because she doesn't want people asking her about it. Oh, okay. Which she's going to love that I just said that on the podcast. I know, because
0: Olivia's always like, she never reads the book club book. No. It, she, like, drives Olivia she, slightly nuts. And I can say that because she doesn't listen to the podcast <laughs> either.
1: Yeah, no, Reagan hates book clubs, so she probably won't find her on the podcast, Yeah, no,
0: I know that, so. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't know if she read or not, but apparently she reads now. Mm-hmm. But growing up, I don't think she read at all. Matthew no. never read at all. Mom claims that we all read. I think she's delusional. She
1: read to us, and I definitely listened, but I don't know that y'all listened.
0: I definitely did not, because the only book that I remember growing up is Shackleton, and I said that. What about or, Uncle, Tom,
1: um, Uncle Tom's <laughs> nah, I
0: couldn't tell you <laughs> one thing that happened. That, that
1: was book. like an influential one for me, but that's we did like puzzles. And it's not one. even
0: called Shackleton. It's called Endur- <laughs> yeah, Endurance or something, yeah. or something like that, but yeah, the only one that ever I remember, mm. so I don't know, I mean,
1: but you definitely
0: read the most. So what kind of books do you like to read?
1: Um, Definitely, historical fiction is my go-to favorite. You and Olivia, yeah. two peas in a pod. Yeah, except she likes scary books too. So
0: she likes some scary books.
1: Yeah, I don't like scary at all. I like, like
0: what books would you say that are scary that she likes? I was about to say she's kind of a wimp for scary.
1: I mean, I don't know. Gone Girl.
0: That one's not scary. I,
1: I don't like suspenseful.
0: Wow. Well, so like, Gone Girl, I, you know exactly what happens. To, well, not exactly, but you know the players the whole time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I don't know. Have you ever read a historical. scary book? Um, I read what was the Agatha Christie we read?
0: And then there were none.
1: No, but I'm reading that one right now because you guys talked about it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. No, we read a different one, and it I think it was her first book she read. or wrote.
0: Oh, Olivia said that one wasn't great.
1: Yeah, it was. It was okay. It wasn't like enthralling, and because of that, it wasn't like scary. You know. Yeah. And so. Um, well, and then
0: there were none. as not scary either. <laughs> Just FYI. I wouldn't, like, cl- I wouldn't classify like. that as thriller or scary at all. I would classify that as like cozy murder mystery. Oh, like psych. Because those know? two words go together so frequently. Well, I mean like psych, you know what I mean? Like the TV show.
1: Yeah, there were many episodes of psych I couldn't watch. Oh my god. Still don't really watch.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you, yeah. Should, you should try a Stephen King book.
1: I actually added The Green Mile. Is that yeah. Yeah, yeah, but
0: that one's not scary even at well,
1: all. Well, that's why I picked it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you should try that one, and if you do like that one, you should try Misery next.
1: Isn't that one scary?
0: It's kind of scary, but it's not like it's not super scary. It's more like just crazy. It's a mm. cool, like not cool story. Cool story <laughs> is not the way to describe that. But it was good. You okay. should try those too. Okay, Tell maybe
1: next october I liked Frank- <laughs> next <laughs> october maybe in a year i might try it i read frankenstein
0: not but, i mean frankenstein's kind of scary i
1: liked that one a lot i actually read it twice and i have two copies of it at our house
0: that one's kind of scary actually
1: yeah i liked that one
0: that one's so good though
1: it's like more like psychological like i feel like the scary parts weren't drug out super long mm. or like
0: i feel like that's most books though that's kind of what i'm learning like even oh, really even the shining which is supposedly one of the scariest books mm-hmm. ever written. I would say I was never like, I mean, I was scared for a little bit of it, but it was more like, it's not like movies, you know? There's no jump scares. You yeah. can't jump scare well, them. Well,
1: like the music isn't there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like,
0: like they have to just scare you with the situation. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more to handle. I still don't want yeah. to anything, any part of any scary movie. Yeah. But the books honestly weren't terrible.
1: Hmm. Well, maybe next October. Maybe next October. <laughs>
0: Nice. So, <laughs> historical fiction is World War Two your your go to jam because that's Olivia. yeah,
1: yeah. And like, I kind of hate saying that because I feel it's like super basic. But um, I branch out definitely. I don't really love like Wild Wild West like pioneer time. That yeah. kind of is like annoying for some reason. I one of my favorite books is that time period, ironically. But um, I like World War Two and World War One a lot.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, those are pretty significant times Mm. in American history or in like history in general. Yeah. So it's pretty easy to make a pretty dramatic book out of that. exactly. There's a
1: lot of stories. And I I find it fascinating that they're like, I mean, there's just so many incredible stories that came out of that time period. And Mm -hmm. so it's always interesting. But also um, I find it shocking how many of the stories are actually kind of similar too. I find that. And so I don't know. I like those. I like nonfiction a lot too. I just am really picky because I get really irritated with authors that think they know a lot and then just repeat like the same thing over and over.
0: Okay. So So. kind of branching off from that (laughs) right into the book. So this week's book is Soul of an Octopus, Mm -hmm. which I chose one because I wanted to talk about animals with you and Mm -hmm. kind of what you're planning on doing with your family, but Mm -hmm. also because of My Octopus Teacher. I loved that documentary and octopus are just... Super, super cool. What did you think about the book?
1: Well, can we hear the baby in this?
0: Um, I don't know. Probably not. But if you do need to handle it, we can pause it real quick. Like if you want to go check on Rob real quick.
1: I don't know. i will come out.
0: It'll <laughs> <He'll> come out. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Um, okay. So like I just said, I feel like, well, not even I feel like, she repeated a lot of the same facts over and over again. Yeah. Which for like an elementary school student would be really helpful. But uh, it was super annoying. Yeah. And so um, I feel like. I don't know. I I read another book that was kind of similar, like naturalist person writing about like a specific animal. It was called The Sound of a Wild Snail Eating, which is like all about just like a common snail. It was fascinating, but it was only like 80 pages. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this book could have been done well in 80 pages and yeah. like not have to learn about her whole like scuba journey and
0: stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. The scuba part, I didn't understand at all, like why that was included. So no. for everybody, this book is, I mean, it's, it's about Octopus, but it's a nonfiction book about a lady who kind of gets introduced to Octopus. Well, and right off the bat, I'll say this right now. I learned something in the first thirty seconds of this book, mm-hmm. which was that it's not actually octopi that is completely incorrect. It is octopuses <laughs> which, which is so just fun to say
1: into a microphone. is
0: just so weird, but apparently octopus is a Greek word, mm-hmm. and you can't make a plural from a Greek word with a a Latin i a Latin ending, yeah. and so you have to add the s mm-hmm. and so it's octopuses. But then I was doing some research, and apparently the word octopi has been, like, accepted as, like, mm. a an alternative. Technically not correct, but it is a word now. Yeah. Just, like, you know. Super fetch. Yeet and skeet <laughs> yeah. and all the lit, you know, are all now actual words, even yeah. though they mean, like, nothing. Yeah. Um, octopi is now one of those words. Mm. But... Not if you want to be yeah if you want to be technically grammatically correct yeah. it's octopuses so weird <laughs> Still can't that get over threw it. <laughs> me off the whole book i was like this is just weird mm-hmm. but I, and i don't even know where i was going with that before this oh, but just, yeah uh, what was i
1: just the, like the first two minutes i feel like was jammed packed with like interesting information that i oh yeah had never heard of before
0: yeah and so she's introduced to octopuses for the first time I mean obviously she knows what they are but she goes to an aquarium and she starts she has a friend that takes her and she starts getting more and more involved with them and then it's about her journey with like three different octopuses Mm -hmm. at this aquarium and then also like her journey in the wild and what she's learned throughout this whole period now some of the stories were really interesting Mm -hmm. the scuba ones were not which was like (laughs) A good third of the book was, was like a long part was like her getting scuba certified mm-hmm. and how her ears hurt <laughs> and I was like honestly lady,
1: I I'm scuba serv- certified actually yeah me too yeah I and took it as a college credit same it's not that hard
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I I would get it if your ears hurt yeah. but at the yeah. same time I'm like but
1: they teach you how to do that yeah I don't know uh, I mean maybe if it was colder water it was pretty warm water when I did it
0: I don't know I don't know why it would have hurt but all I know is that I didn't care. That was what I knew So like that part was awful I felt like some of the experiences With like the employees were good And some weren't Mm -hmm. You know like for me I felt like a lot of it was Trying to add to the book Whereas I think there could have been More factual stuff about the Mm -hmm. book So like the factual parts About like learning about octopuses Was really cool Like she Talks about a lot of things that Mm -hmm. I had no idea about.
1: Yeah. I even liked the parts when she would spin off and talk about like squids or like other animals. Those Mm -hmm. were interesting. And I feel like she could have done that more Mm -hmm. and then cut out her personal stuff (laughs) a little bit more, which sounds so mean. mean.
0: I mean, add some of it. Yeah, You know, like I really liked the story. So uh, there's, you know, definitely multiple characters within this book that benefit from kind of their relationship with the... The aquarium animals, you know, mm-hmm. like there's a kid who's like severely autistic who comes mm-hmm. in and like his experiences and like his relationship with animals, I thought was super cool. The girl who lost her friend mm-hmm. to suicide and how like animals helped her get through that part. So I felt like it was important to the story. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was too, I don't know, too much mm-hmm. of the story.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So I don't know, but- As far as like what you knew about octopus before we start, did you have any like prior knowledge? No, I've never. Did they blow you away?
1: I have never even watched my octopus teacher. What? Well, because everyone else was watching it. So I just was a stick in a mud and was like, I'm not going to watch it.
0: You're too cool.
1: I just, I don't know. I was like, octopuses aren't that cool. Octopuses (laughs) are so cool. Yeah. Well, now I think they're super cool. Like really, I knew nothing. I don't even think it really dawned on me to be honest, that they, like, change color. I don't know why that didn't, like, that was just nothing that I...
0: Not just change color. They change shape. Yeah. Like, they grow... they get bumpy. They grow horns so that they look like coral.
1: Yeah. Or
0: they, like, be flat. And also, they can, like, fit through the size of a quarter. Yeah. And they are, like, you know, four Mm. feet long. Yeah. And 30 pounds. And they'll just squeeze their body through the hole. It's
1: remarkable.
0: It's insane. They're like the closest thing I think that we have to aliens. Yeah. yeah. At least to like the aliens that I envision.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have a giant head, which is actually their body. Yeah. I mean, I found myself being terrified of octopuses and then simultaneously like she would like encourage you to be like, not afraid of octopuses. We just need to understand them. And then she'd tell another fact. And I'm like, these things are terrifying.
0: (laughs) I want one. And I what mean, was like crazy, a little like mini one. What's crazy is you can own them. I know, <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of blew my mind. And then I did some research, and I was like, "Can you really just buy an octopus?" Yeah, you can. There's no restrictions on octopus. Is <laughs> man, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, there's no restrictions. You can just buy them now. Apparently, you like you need a pretty big tank for them. Yeah. like they can't just be in like a small tank.
1: Yeah, and you have to and, make sure they can't get out.
0: Yeah, and you have to make sure they can't get out and they don't play well with other mm-hmm. things so they have to be in their own tank so it is not the most efficient use of space in your house but mm-hmm. if you had a bank house it's <laughs> like, pretty cool
1: it would be a cool it would be a cool pet to have that's for yeah sure. and
0: they like crawl on your arm and they just kept talking about like yeah just yeah. don't
1: let them near your face why They'll suck your eye out that was like a whole section of the book about how they like can suck your eye out with the one of their suckers
0: well yeah, they can.
1: Yeah. So the, like one of the instructors the whole time like in the beginning there was like fifteen minutes where he was like, just don't let him near your face. <laughs> like All right. Yeah.
0: I guess that's kinda of scary. But yeah. other than that, they're pretty nice. Except for the guy that got bit yeah. by an octopus.
1: Yeah, that was kind of tragic.
0: Yeah. He said uh, it
1: didn't hurt though after a while. Yeah. It was cool that they like had such distinct personalities.
0: Yeah. That was one of my questions was I felt like, I mean, watching my octopus teacher, I feel like they do have kind of distinct personalities, Mm. but do you think that that's something unique to some animals and not others? Or do you feel like a lot of animals have unique perspec like unique personalities, but people just don't spend the time Mm -hmm. around them? I don't know
1: because in the book, they talk about how like lobsters have different personalities if you're around them long enough. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's also mention of like how many neurons octopuses have and how it's actually more than like rats, you know, and so it's like a substantial amount. So I don't know if it's like octopuses really are actually more intelligent than we give them credit for. And so therefore they have like the more intelligent you are, the more personality you have. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or if every living thing actually has a real personality, a distinct personality, and we just don't pay attention
0: yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because at one point he started, I mean she started mm-hmm. going off about fruit flies. And I was like <laughs> yeah. I was like that's a, fruit of, flies. that's a bit of a stretch. She was like, Yeah, some fruit flies don't react like other fruit flies, which means they have their own consciousness. I'm yeah. like, they live for like a day and a half, lady. Like if their consciousness is anything, it's like hormones and that's it. Yeah. Do you want to go check on your kids?
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: one second. All right, we're back, and we were talking about fix my shirts. So I look fat. Um, animal consciousness, yes. So, do you think all animals have it? Again, she was a little extreme. Fruit, fruit flies, I don't know. Cats, yeah. I don't know, but definitely like dogs and other animals. Yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, i I think I'd be willing to say that most do. Really? Yeah, I think I would.
0: Okay. What do you, like, you think? Like farm animals and things?
1: Oh, for sure, farm animals. Yeah, ducks. One hundred percent ducks. I love ducks.
0: Yeah, I would have no, said I no don't. for like. Well, I mean, I honestly, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, I my mean, mom's got her weird chicken. She definitely has, she has some. She, a she definitely has some personality. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Stella Luna's her own little weird duck, weird mm. chicken <laughs> duck. I don't know what she is. Weird so, chicken. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think. I think so. I don't know where I would draw the line, you know, like ants.
0: Dude, ants are cool because our kid got a ant farm for her birthday, mm-hmm. and they're pretty sweet. Like, I don't know why we never had ant farms growing up.
1: Dad probably has. They something like to to ants.
0: they like dig tunnels and stuff, and yeah. they like they bury their dead. What? Yeah. So okay, they, so they
1: they must have a conscious then, like, right? I mm-hmm. mean, I guess maybe they're doing that for like some other purpose. No, but. they like
0: they like pile up this area and then make it like a graveyard almost huh. and then they'll when ants die they will bring it to the graveyard and put them in it
1: that's wild
0: yeah dude ants are crazy that's ants super are cool. super cool like yeah, way so, cooler than i thought
1: yeah well that's how i feel about bees because i've just been terrified of bees oh, my whole life
0: yeah bees are cool but
1: they are so cool they yeah. really are
0: yeah. yeah i mean i think a lot of things have consciousness
1: not cockroaches not <laughs>
0: cockroaches <laughs> Of the devil.
1: <laughs> Obviously.
0: And spiders and cats.
1: don't <laughs> know. No, some spiders are pretty cool. Really? I mean, I don't know enough about them, but I'm learning to get better with them. Really? Yeah. I feel a little bit bad now when I kill them.
0: Hmm. Interesting. But I, I live in Alaska, so... <laughs> so, yeah, there's, like, no spiders anyway. Yeah. So then I liked the title of the book. It kind of gave me an interesting... I don't know it made me think a little bit so soul Mm -hmm. of an octopus and sometimes like I don't know consciousness and soul I don't know are the same things you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like
1: what's the uh, subtitle of the book I can't remember because doesn't it talk about like an exploration of consciousness or something I think that's like the subtitle of it
0: yeah I mean I definitely think so let me pull it up real quick I don't think I have it anymore sorry Just kidding. You have the book, like, right over there. I know,
1: but I can't... I'm blind. Just reach
0: it. (laughs) Um, Let me look, because I think that is important. Yeah. What the heck?
1: I mean, she talks about consciousness a lot in the book.
0: Oh, my gosh. Soul of an Octopus. If there was any service here in this whole joint. Got it pulling up. But, yeah, do you think... Souls and consciousness are the same thing. I guess that's another question, because she seemed to equate the two.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't actually equate the two. I think consciousness is its own thing, and then your body is another, and your soul is kind of the combination of that mm-hmm. experience.
0: So it's a surprise. The soul of an octopus: a surprising exclora- exploration into the wonder of consciousness. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So, so she does equate the two. Mm-hmm. And and I know that she talks about that because she. Talks about a couple studies Mm -hmm. uh, that were done to like prove that you know different animals like flies and octopus and stuff, octopuses and stuff, like have consciousness. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, she talks about how like it gives her hope that or not gives her hope, but it it kind of affirms the fact that they have a soul too. Mm -hmm. But that just gets me thinking, like, heaven's gonna be pretty packed <laughs> you know what i mean and like what does an octopus have to do to go to octopus hell
1: i mean <laughs> how many choices are they making i guess how many conscious choices are they making right yeah i don't, I don't know
0: because i feel like we're the only we've got to be the only i mean i don't know this is what's always interesting because like then- what other type of species think about life after death because that really is to mm-hmm. me the difference between consciousness and a and that like consciousness is in my view more of, like, physical choices. Mm-hmm. Like, do people make choices based on emotions, based on desires, based on, you know, just general, like, like the ability to have fun? Yeah, social, mm-hmm. environmental changes. Or are they completely programmed through, you know... Like D- primitive. DNA yeah. primitive, like, choices. Like, are we truly just the result of
1: I mean, one could argue, biology? Though, that we make a lot of choices through our primitive, like... Needs, you know, so. Well, I think
0: there, there definitely is, and I one hundred percent agree that there is that aspect that is very important and leads a large majority of your choices. Mm -hmm. But like even as a person, like as an individual, you make choices that are against your nature, yeah, based on like social choices and things like that. You know, Mm -hmm. things that wouldn't benefit you evolutionary or wouldn't benefit you survival wise, Mm -hmm. but still, you know, people choose. Because of either, you know, fun, leisure, social, environmental, like, aspects to it that, you know, make decisions. And I think that's kind of what this book was diving into with octopuses is that, you know, they would make choices that normally naturally they wouldn't make, you know, you know would be friendlier to humans and things like that that they had personalities they were mm-hmm. playing they were playing at yeah, some point playing. with the crabs you know what i mean like that yeah. that necessarily don't have to do with survival and growth and mm-hmm. everything like that but still are important and that to me is consciousness mm-hmm. and then soul is like eternal does that mm-hmm. make sense mm-hmm. like that to me is the
1: so that's where like i think the soul is what your experiences and the body that mm-hmm. you're in mm-hmm. combined with like your consciousness so like for an octopus their soul is going to be defined a lot by the fact that they're in an octopus body mm-hmm. but they still have a conscious A conscious how do you say that i can't say that now
0: but is an octopus soul eternal like do you believe human souls are eternal
1: yeah i believe human souls are i think octopuses are too yeah
0: yeah yeah see that would yeah. be that that's that's whether where or not that, they
1: go to like you know, are there like multiple creations and whether or not they're like, okay, you're an octopus, you leveled up. So now you get to go to a squid. I don't know, <laughs> like yeah. leveled down. I don't know, you made some
0: poor choices. Yeah, I don't like, know. It's like the reincarnation of octopus. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's where, like I wonder if there are any other animals that truly think about life after death. Because like the ants yeah. to me is like an interesting thing. Like they do bury their dead mm-hmm. or, or at least group them together and create some sort of graveyard. I don't know if they're burying them necessarily. It could be completely out of just like get these, you know, dead carcasses out of the way. We got to work. (laughs) You know what I mean? Don't make
1: it too far. It's going to happen again tomorrow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I just, I don't know. That to me is a little bit more of an interesting question.
1: It is an interesting question. That reminds me of when she was talking about in the book about animals dreaming Mm -hmm. and about how that's like, you can't deny the animals dream and that they have like memories and they have dreams about like playful events or things that happen to them. And how, like, far away it is for us to even understand or comprehend what they could possibly be dreaming about. Because that's such an individual, private thing, you know.
0: But Jim dreams, for sure. Because, yeah, like, like, dude, dogs, dogs definitely for sure, dream. he'll, like, run in his sleep or he'll, like, whimper. And I'll, like, yeah. come up to him and I'll pet him and he'll, like, wake up and mm-hmm. then, like, go back and, like, to well, his sleep. Well, and it's not
1: always the same. Like, I can't say that, like, Barry always is dreaming about, like, running or he's always, like, barking in his sleep. Like, it's different every yeah. night. So, like... What is shaping that dream so that you have like a different, you know, choice or reaction in that dream? Mm-hmm. I have no idea.
0: No. And yeah, that's so weird. It's like super such weird. It's such a weird thing to like, for me, I can see it with dogs because like mm-hmm. I've always just assumed Jim's going to be right there with me forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know As, a, I mean? dog, As right? a dog. As a dog. Yeah. But like octopuses, like that one is weird to me. You know because, what I mean? Like,
1: like, Where's heaven? Do we have an ocean? Yeah. I mean, because I've never pictured heaven with an ocean.
0: Yeah. I mean, or even just like endless amounts of animals. Like how many cows are there in the world? How many horses? (laughs) A lot of cows. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it just seems insane that like, if Mm -hmm. we do, like, if somebody truly does believe that the soul is eternal and then they, like, it's just like taking it one step further. Like, if you believe the soul is eternal Mm -hmm. and then you believe that all animals have souls, then it's just like, holy cow, like how... Mm -hmm. Like it all just kind of comes with us, which I think is a cool thought because I do think animals are special.
1: Yeah, I like do I,
0: that. I am a firm believer in like kind of that that intrinsic value and special like nature of mm-hmm. animals and how important they are to us as people, but also like just how they like they're important. Yeah, they're like a sacred thing as well. Yeah, yeah they're important individually as well. Yeah, I so, agree. But yeah, I mean, an octopus is a weird one to to become friends with. <laughs> but I wanted to kind of rattle off a couple octopus facts mm. and then i kind of wanted to dive into a little bit more of like animals in general mm-hmm. and like the the benefits of animals um because i thought that was another big theme of the book yeah. which is very similar to running with sherman which i read with mom mm. but i think it is an important theme but i didn't know that octopus were the fastest growing animal on the planet Neither did I. isn't that nuts that is nuts they and s- that
1: they're like fully grown by like what three or four years yeah, that's kind of a short lifespan for them to have like the, their total know, so lifespan much, like, is five, right? five to six
0: years total yeah, yeah. and then they're done so yeah and they start off the size of a grain of rice mm-hmm.
1: we had that fact multiple times in the
0: book <laughs> yeah she really liked that fact yeah. in the book but and,
1: it is fascinating i had no idea
0: and then they survive or like a full-grown octopus can be they can have arms as long as like six feet mm-hmm. long so like 12 foot wingspan between two legs and then they can be upwards. I think they said that the Guinness book of world records was 300 pounds yeah. and a span of 30 feet. Yeah, And it grew from a grain of rice to that like in three four, years.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's massive. If you actually like visualize like yeah, this slimy, like the, <laughs> the scale,
0: the scale of that, like, cause obviously there are animals that grow bigger than that, mm-hmm. but they start bigger you yeah. know what i mean so they yeah. like multiply by like you know 10x mm-hmm. of co- across their lifetime like the scale yes. of like a grain of rice to 300 pounds is insane like mm-hmm. they're multiplying like tens of thousands x over yeah. the course of 3 years Yeah, like that's insane yeah that w- that i felt like was pretty cool and all of these facts like that this was the part of the book that i really enjoyed yeah. i really enjoyed learning about octopuses yes um and that they get other animals high from their ink <laughs> <laughs> that's how in much of, the book was so funny yeah how much of that do you think is true
1: i mean i think it's pretty true i feel like do you think
0: so yeah do you think there are octopuses out there just herding groups of oh yeah groups of crabs and then just inking them and keeping them in the state of high why not it'd
1: be entertaining that i was, mean if they need puzzles to play in like an aquarium or whatever i mean that's like prime entertainment right
0: like yeah it was interesting you're saying that like what was the drug that was in there? It was like similar to I don't I know it had called. it had like that their ink has uh what's it called? What's it called that you need like when you get high? Like
1: <laughs> rum cannabis?
0: I don't know. It's like dopamine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So it had like dopamine in it and it had like a bunch of other things in it, but it literally like mimics. So like she was saying that the the ink itself would make crabs feel like they had just eaten mm. and so that they would not be hungry anymore. And so that they would just hang out around the octopus and the octopus would just kind of ink them and they'd feel like they were just having a good time eating the whole time.
1: That's super interesting. Yeah. I'm and, surprised at, someone hasn't like.
0: I done know. a bigger study. Yeah. On that. Or tried octopus.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what I was gonna say, but I mean I'm sure like animal rights, that's like not okay. But, but I'm shocked. I mean honestly, yeah. like, that's not a thing.
0: Yeah, that that part was really because it's not like
1: ink, like inking doesn't hurt them, right?
0: I don't think so. They have like an know.
1: endless supply of ink. I don't, I don't know.
0: know. I, that, that she didn't go over. She just went over the <laughs> I wanted the fact. more facts. Like yeah, yeah I yeah. liked the facts section yeah. because again, like that whole part was really, really interesting. The mm-hmm. growth of an octopus was really interesting, but the um, yeah, again, the scuba was not. <laughs> the one part that I think was my favorite part about octopuses that I've learned
1: mm-hmm.
0: was that their consciousness and their like neurons, like our brain. Was equally distributed across their legs.
1: Yeah, like in their skin.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so like for us as humans, our nervous system and everything that makes our body move and twitch and like think and need to survive, smell or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's all processed in the brain, Mm -hmm. which is all right here. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that, you're done. So (laughs) like you're gone. Don't hurt that. (laughs) Yeah. So you need your head for an octopus. It's equally distributed across their legs and in their body. Mm -hmm. So she was saying that there have been studies done where you could just like cut off an arm Mm -hmm. and it would still function properly, not like a chicken with its head cut off where it's just like
1: waiting to die,
0: but it would still like go and grab food and then Mm -hmm. move it towards where the mouth would be as if it was still just like performing its actions and living Mm -hmm. as an arm. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah,
1: it was nuts. And the idea that, because I think this was a similar section, that they're colorblind, and mm-hmm. they're, like, as far as, like, what they would say their brain is, right? Or, like, um, when they have looked into their retinas, because they have similar eye b- eyes that we do, which is also weird to think about. <laughs> like yeah. that They have, like, this dominant eyeball that, you know. Oh, yeah, they like have a,
0: one dominant eyeball. Yeah,
1: they, but, like, follow you around with one eye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, that their eyeballs are technically colorblind. They don't have the... RNA or in their retinas to be able to see color but they haven't they've recently have discovered that it might actually be in their skin so their skin is what's actually like seeing the color for them so that they can match their surroundings and do like their light shows on their skin
0: yeah they also taste with their skin yeah Yeah, that's insane
1: yeah and like super sensitive tasting yeah because like they could taste like what's in your blood yeah, like, like the, the, from the, like their suckers, right?
0: Yeah, they were saying that like some lady came in and pet the octopus and she he was a smoker. Mm-hmm. And she said the octopus like immediately detached mm-hmm. and like didn't want anything to do with her. Yeah. Whereas like they had had tons and tons of guests come in and out, in and yeah. out, in and out. And they've said that like it well, was. Well, on that
1: one instructor changed her medication mm-hmm. and that's what caused her. But like that's even like internal, you know what I mean? Like yeah. she noticed the change of something internally that she was like, I don't like that.
0: yeah yeah Yeah, octopuses are crazy yeah yeah i i honestly couldn't like even wrap my head around what it meant that an octopus is basically one giant brain yeah like i just i still don't necessarily get that and i Mm -hmm. also don't necessarily get that you can cut off an arm and it will just regrow it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like if you cut off part of my brain i'm drooling for the rest of (laughs) my life you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I am no longer functioning. I will have a bib and Olivia will change my diapers. <laughs> like that is what happens if you cut off part of my brain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Meanwhile, an octopus is one giant eight-tentacled brain that stretches and at the same time
1: can regrow parts of its brain. Can regrow like, parts
0: of it. Yeah. The other part that didn't I didn't really get and it, again, I'm just I need like an octopus brain because I'm really dumb is that <laughs> They said that they could have different personalities with each arm. So because they had like all of the neurons and stuff that came that were specific to the arms that can live separately, that they found that octopuses will have arms that like they'll have a shy arm and Mm -hmm. like a bold arm. So like an octopus will be laying there and one octopus will basically like the one arm will always go and like explore and it never changes which one goes and explores. But it's not specific like it's specific to each octopus like, yeah so
1: if you do you think if they like cut off an arm and then it regrows that arm do you think it has the same personality that i had before
0: yeah i don't know that's crazy <laughs> Isn't that crazy to think like yeah and that's so I have weird no idea because i have one personality thank goodness yeah.
1: and my limbs have no personality
0: yeah some women have more than one but... yeah you're welcome <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it doesn't manifest itself in like could you imagine if I had, like, one arm that likes to play basketball and one arm that just liked to go swimming? Like, yeah. what would I do? <laughs> you I mean, know? I guess
1: we have some taste of that when we have, like, our dominant, like, writing hands, you know?
0: But I would equate that more to the eyes. Like, they have one eye that they favor. I don't have I arms that have true. different personalities. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have yeah. an arm that's, like... I'm going to fight you and then the other I'm like, well just don't involve me in this fight. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to use this Yeah. One. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all enclosed up here in my head. Yeah. But yeah you know, like that's yeah. so weird. It is really weird. It's such a weird thing to think about. And mm-hmm. also I don't know. Do you I think don't know, octopus I don't know how like much I don't consciously
1: like aware that that's like the personality. How much do you think an octopus like thinks about that?
0: I don't know. I also don't know how you test that. That's the other thing like Yeah. Like, how much of that is actually true? I mean, it's all cool facts. And that's what made the book really interesting. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of observe it, but it's really hard to observe.
1: Like the inner workings of the brain.
0: Yeah. I mean, I could look at somebody all day and I have no clue who they are. You know what I mean? I've lived with people for years and been like, I still don't know what you think. I'm still shocked at what goes on up there. We can communicate verbally and I still have no idea what you're thinking, (laughs) let alone an octopus. Like that's one of the things that like when they talk about all this consciousness and like these arms and stuff like that, it's really cool facts and I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool if it's true and like some things can be observed, but also like, I don't know. I barely understand people. Yeah. You know, but I'm also oh, an idiot.
1: Yeah. I think it is interesting that she explained that, like, they have more neurons, and therefore, like, are able to make more connections and think things more complex than rats. And yet, we use rats for, like, all of our human studies. <laughs> like, why are we not using octopuses? Yeah, I don't know.
0: Like, also. Yeah, I have no idea. They're <laughs> I mean, they're like probably w-
1: be a little more complicated. They can like get out of everything. But.
0: Yeah, they're like wicked smart, like weirdly wicked smart. Yeah, and they also are kind of dumb at the yeah. same time because like the one octopus that they had in the book because mm-hmm. they have three octopuses, so they had the one at yeah. the very beginning who dies pretty early in the book. Mm-hmm. That was like the first one that she met. It was already old. They have the one that has babies, and mm. they have the young one. I guess there's four.
1: There's four because there's the one that dies pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. So there's one that dies pretty quickly, the one that has babies and lasts at mm. the very end, the one who dies pretty quickly and out of the, that gets transferred to the bucket at the very end, and then the one at the very end that replaces all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's the new octopus for, yeah. the, for the whole place. And there's the one that dies pretty quickly. So they can't be that smart. So octopuses can get out of anything, apparently. <laughs> They're like little MacGyvers. Mm-hmm. And... There was, like, apparently this giant display that they were having because they were doing renovations on the...
1: big tank. Yeah.
0: yeah, Renovations on this whole aquarium. Aquarium. But they Mm -hmm. didn't want to transfer anything out, so they, like, makeshift tanks. Seems smart for an octopus. Yeah. And then they were like, you know what? I think that this one is sealed. So I throw this octopus in there, and the next day they found it, like, dried up on the ground dead because there was this tiny little hole the size of, like, a nickel Mm -hmm. that it pushed its body through walked around and then eventually dried out and died yeah it's so like i mean how smart can you be
1: i mean yeah i'm not that smart <laughs>
0: so, i mean just stay back and then they were also saying like there were open, hey, it there, were open there were open pools of water everywhere because yeah. there were just displays with fish in it and they could have just hopped in an open display
1: yeah actually why is that not like
0: and they said it's instinct she, like
1: turtles go to water
0: yeah right? she right. justified it in the book by saying she was just
1: like really curious and like wanted mm-hmm. to like learn all the different things or whatever. Yeah. It's like, was... Or it's just really dumb. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> like, how smart can you really be? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. This is where I'm like, I don't understand it.
1: Yes. I think you need one so that we can observe it.
0: I need an octopus. Yeah. Dude, our kid would freaking love it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah.
1: You'd have to be like really careful though. That yeah. That the it tank was like. Yeah. Yeah. That
0: too. Yeah. And that the tank.
1: Are the beaks. since you watched that documentary, maybe you know more than me. Are the beaks hard?
0: Yeah, it's like a bird beak.
1: Yeah, I remember her saying that, but then, like, how does that squeeze through a nickel?
0: I don't know. You got me there. (laughs) You got me there. I was thinking about
1: that, like, laying in bed. I was like, wait a second.
0: (laughs) Maybe they're really small. Or maybe they, like, collapse. Well, that's why I was wondering
1: if they're, like, cartilage. Although, I guess, like, babies' heads can, like, move when they, like, are born. So maybe it's something like that. Yeah, I have
0: no idea. You got me there. Yeah,
1: that was, like... Keeping me up at night. I guess (laughs) I could
0: have Googled it. The other thing that she talked about that kind of blew my mind was, and this was after one of the weirder sections of the book, (laughs) which was just the giant octopus porn festival that happens in in, uh, Seattle every year, apparently, Uh. which I guess for those watching, it's not an actual octopus (laughs) porn festival, but it kind of is. Apparently, every year there's this aquarium in Seattle, Seattle, where they all get together and they get a female and a male octopus. Mm-hmm. And it's like a big deal, and they just
1: watch a mate
0: watch a mate yeah. and it like when I say it's like a big deal, I mean there were like thousands of people mm-hmm. that come to watch this, and yeah. it's like school like elementary school field trips were yeah. there, and they're all just like.
1: let's get it on think about any other animal would be like the chimpanzees at a zoo like (laughs) Like,
0: and they were like she's like yeah right before we let them like we open the divider to get them in or like they're like blasted marvin gay like let's get it on you (laughs) know what i mean like i was like this is really awkward yeah but also that whole process was really crazy Mm -hmm. but the sea slugs also kind of blew my mind yeah you know, did you remember that part? No. That they have male and female organs. Uh-huh. And they do it at the same time to a sea slug. <laughs> <laughs> and they both get pregnant.
1: Wait, both male and female?
0: So well, there are no male and female. They oh, have they, they just are both. male and female yeah, okay. organs. And they like do them at the same time.
1: <laughs> what? I don't remember this part <laughs> at all. I kind of like zoned it out. <laughs> I was
0: like, this is yeah and then the male sex organs just yeah then fall off and lovely then, and then they're just and then they're eggs. just like
1: laying eggs everywhere yeah that's so weird yeah it's actually really efficient though <laughs> <laughs> like when you think about it
0: yeah imagine if you and rob could both have kids <laughs> no. you guys would have a okay, uh, problem you guys would have 30 at this point <laughs> gee whiz
1: it's true <laughs> probably
0: um, yeah, so no, all of super weird. all of the the reproductive stuff was weird. Mm-hmm. Like that was a weird section of the book.
1: I mean, it's an important part of understanding, I guess, the life cycle, because like the way that octopuses have eggs, like with the weaving, like where it's like a grapevine. That mm-hmm. was like super interesting to me too. Like, yeah, and the
0: fact that they can have sex with another octopus and then they just store the sperm. Yeah. For an a rainy day. An unknown amount of time. Like it's different for every octopus. Some people yeah. store it like a little bit and some people store it like not a lot. Yeah. And like the octopus that they had at the at the aquarium mm-hmm. originally, they didn't even know
1: like, it was impregnated. Well like had sperm or whatever. Saved. Yeah. So yeah. they
0: were just like, She's gonna lay eggs and you know,
1: maybe maybe not before she dies we don't know and yeah and then she ended up doing it and they were like yay yeah but yeah that is wild
0: yeah that was weird yeah yeah so that whole scene was a little bit interesting i don't think that that's a festival that i will ever be attending (laughs) you sure yeah
1: (laughs) i don't know maybe you get an octopus and all of a sudden you get like super into
0: it (laughs) yeah i'd have to get like really into octopus if i'm like (laughs) going out of my way to go watch and they were like She was like interviewing people. They're like, We come every year to watch the octopus.
1: That's like a once in a lifetime (laughs) thing if you need to do that. (laughs) It's not something
0: that you're like circling on your calendar, like two octopuses doing it (laughs) Thursday.
1: You know, look forward to it every year, make t shirts. Yeah. Yeah, It was was a
0: weird event. It was for sure. But yeah, that was one thing that I was like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And that was really most of the facts. Like Mm -hmm. there were. Yeah. some sections that were pretty fact-heavy, and then she would kind of just go back into her story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I wasn't a huge fan of the story outside of, again, the the physical connection between animals, animals and people.
1: Yeah. Agreed.
0: But I do think that that was an important point of the stories, um, and that part I would definitely leave in the book,
1: mm-hmm. because
0: I personally do think that animals are important and that they do help people, especially people like emotionally Mm -hmm. and would you agree because i don't and like how long have you agreed
1: how long have i agreed with that statement
0: yes like is that something you've always found because you were never a dog person growing up i was
1: never really an animal person growing up no you never
0: like i mean we had dogs all growing up and you were like cool they're there
1: yeah they're kind of cool yeah i get it yeah um but
0: i feel like you've turned into an animal person i have yeah is it because of that connection or what is it that made you go from like, yeah, we have two dogs to like, yeah, I want a pig and a goat <laughs> and some chickens and we have some ducks, cats and ducks. And, yeah. yeah all, all the things, all the yeah, things sheep, that now you guys are so like <laughs> looking at kind of getting yeah. like, where, why did that change?
1: Um, Well, I know when it changed. We had our first dog once after we got married, was Ralph. Ralph. I know. Love Ralph. And he was a great dog and was super connected to him because we didn't have babies yet. And then I got pregnant and he like snuggled every day in bed and he was my baby, you know? And then I had kids and then a dog was kind of annoying, you know, (laughs) (laughs) because I had to take care of kids and he like still wanted that attention. And then tragically, we moved, decided to move and we couldn't take him with us. And I, like, mourned, like, he died for, like, two years. That was such a hard, and I didn't think it would be because, again, I had kids and wasn't as, like, attached to him as I was, and it was a really difficult decision, but it wasn't until, like, I would come home the next, like, two weeks and, like, he wasn't there that I was missing his companionship that way. And so that's when it changed for me where I was, like, okay, I think animals are really important and they they do play a huge role and their personalities offer a lot more companionship than I ever gave credit to. So,
0: and have you seen that in your kids?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they were really little when that happened. Um, and I think they remember like the memory of having him, but now they're pretty connected to our current dog, Barry. And then we got cats and the cats are like the Things in the whole world. I love the cats so much. Oh yeah,
0: cats are the one animal. Oh no, like these cats are amazing. Really?
1: Did we have them when you came up? I don't think we did. No, no. No, When
0: we came up, I mean, you guys. I think we were talking about it, barely getting into the house. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, the the cats are like the coolest cats in the whole world. I love them so much. Yeah, and the kids have taken a lot of. I mean, I think everybody would agree that animals teach a lot of like responsibility, you know, and Mm -hmm. so that's primarily what part of that was a lot of the reason why we got the cats. Um, but it just reaffirmed to me that like every single day we like to go and talk to the cats and like pet them and they welcome us when we get home. And they're just companions in a way that like growing up with our dad, I never thought cats could be. yeah. And so it made me like question every animal. Now I'm like, okay, wait, what animals do I think are like actually, you know, useless and mm-hmm. how could I possibly connect with them? And, Um, I mean, before that it was, we wanted a bunch of animals mostly to be like sustainable farm, you know, but Mm -hmm. now it's, it's definitely companionship as well. I think it's good.
0: Yeah. I think, I think kind of that first step, like you were saying, the first step is that responsibility, the responsibility for something other than yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think you can find that in other things. Obviously a family is Mm -hmm. the kind of the pinnacle of that, you know, you're responsible for kids you're responsible for other like beings other than yourself Mm -hmm. and I think that that is the most worthwhile way of achieving that and probably the most important thing that people can do in their life is kind of get to a point where they you know feel ownership of something other than themselves that's greater than themselves Mm -hmm. and that is the most worthwhile goal but what I will say is I think you can achieve that to a small degree with mm-hmm. animals too. It's not quite as powerful as a family,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's coming from somebody who like literally loves my yeah. dog as family, <laughs> and like he yeah. sleeps on my pillow and he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I think I've always. I've always been like that with dogs, like our dogs growing up and everything like that. I always felt really connected to them. Mm -hmm. But since becoming a dad, like it's, it's a whole nother level. Yeah. But animals are like that great first step.
1: Yeah. It's an an approachable way to learn that skill. And absolutely.
0: And I think it's a great way for kids to do it Mm because obviously kids can't start families or kids, kids shouldn't start (laughs) families. Like, let's be honest. So you're ready to take that responsibility. It's the greatest step you can take, but. Also take it when you're responsible. Yeah. So, but it is a good, great way for kids to get that. Like, yeah, we really try to involve our kids in gym. Mm. We do want other animals too, definitely. But our stupid HOA is like,
1: you could probably get cats.
0: We could, but I don't know. I think
1: I know someone that you know that has <laughs> cats.
0: That's trying to get us to take a cat <laughs> home tonight. Actually,
1: yeah, and it will be so loved.
0: It would be so loved. I think. <laughs> I think. I don't know.
1: Does it have a name yet?
0: Yes. That's the problem. Yeah. But we were going to name it Sprinkles. Oh, cute. <laughs> After the office, obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> is uh, it white? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See? <duh. Sorry. laughs> but, um, but no, I think it's important. We've we've tried really hard to involve our kids into that because it, I think it is like it's the first real lesson that you can learn from animals. Mm-hmm. And now, I don't think it's the last lesson like I don't think that it's the pinnacle pinnacle of your relationship with animals but I do think that's important yeah I agree yeah Yeah. and outside of that kind of the next bonus thing that I've seen with animals is kind of that that kind of emotional stability that comes from animals Mm -hmm. which is crazy because that was another thing that you know kind of started thinking about in this book is, you know, when you start contemplating whether animals have souls and their personalities and things, like the stability that comes from animals. I just kind of hope that like instability doesn't rub <laughs> off from humans to animals because humans are super inst unstable. Yeah. You know what I mean? But is that something that you've seen benefit your kids at all? Because mm-hmm. that's one thing that... Oh yeah. I've seen one change Olivia's life for sure. But I've also seen that really change our kid's life Mm -hmm. is the, the stability kind of that every, I don't know that comfort that comes from animals as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Their animals are just, I mean, most animals that I know are very forgiving and like just loving all the time. And Mm -hmm. so I think that that offers a lot of comfort, you know, especially when you're living in a world with unstable people But I've definitely seen that. Our daughter, our youngest daughter, has outbursts all the time. And that's the one thing that calms her down, hands down, every single time. We're like, you want to go see the cats? And immediately she will be like, yep, she'll go get her coat, she'll get her shoes, and it will calm her down. If it's 2 in the morning, we're going out to see the cats, and hopefully we find them. but (laughs) (laughs) Because they're outside cats, so they are great outside cats. But, um, yeah, it's the only thing that calms her down. We can do all the other things in the world. And it's the cats, 100%. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was the part of the book that I felt like, outside of the educational aspect and kind of the contemplation of, you know, where animals' mm. consciousness and soul lie, Yeah. it was the stories mm-hmm. of that in the book, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah, it left a lasting impression that I think I'll be thinking about for a while. And mm-hmm. Whenever I interact with other animals, I think I'll pay more attention to, you know, their personalities and, Trying to understand more, you know, about them instead mm-hmm. of just passing them by like, you are an ant <laughs> or yeah. a snail and you have no meaning, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that definitely, I thought it was a good book mm-hmm. in that regard. There were definitely some, some other things that could use an editor. But. Yes. So what would you rank this book on a scale of one to five for importance and one to five for fun?
1: Okay. Um, okay. So I almost want to say four, for importance, Okay. which I know is really high, but we homeschool our kids. And I think it's really important to find books that can teach kids interesting facts that aren't textbooks while still having like an underlying story because you retain that information better. And this fits the bill, even though some of the stories were like obnoxious, like a little bit too much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it wasn't a difficult read, you know. And I'm definitely gonna remember these facts about octopuses a lot better than I did, you know, from my high school marine biology <laughs> class. That apparently I remember nothing about octopuses from. Yeah. Um. So I think it's important, and I don't know that. It, I don't know. Maybe like three and a half, four. I don't know that it needs to be this book, but I think it is important that people read some books that teach them like how to be more aware of other people's experience or other animals experiences outside of themselves. I think we live in a tunnel a lot of the time, caring mostly about ourselves. And this kind of gets you out of that frame of reference, you know, and mm-hmm. gives you more wonder for the world we live in. So,
0: so do you have other books like this that you've read for homeschooling? Cause we really want to homeschool. Mm-hmm. I think the world is just crazy and I don't think you can trust people with your kid's education yeah. anymore. And I don't really need, I don't know, I, we can facilitate social, like social <laughs> aspects through, you know, extracurricular activities, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I, we're, we're not like set set on it, but I think we're, we're definitely leaning more and more towards that. Mm-hmm. And so part of this podcast has been, you know, just me personally learning from books for mm-hmm. the first time ever so that I can also try to, you know, help our kids. hmm develop that ability too. And that was one thing that I did love about this book is I, again, I Mm -hmm. felt like this would be a sweet, just, you know, assignment for a biology class or, you know, something that would teach you something, but also be a little bit more memorable and a little bit more fun. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you can, you can learn more than just facts from this book. Yeah. You can learn a lot of that emotional intelligence as well that comes from animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But are there any other books that you'd recommend that do something similar? Have you found those with your with your homeschooling experience so far?
1: The only other one that I've read is The Sound of a Wild Snail Eating, which mm-hmm. we read for Book Club, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a lot shorter, so I appreciated that. It was a little quicker to, I don't know, you only need so long of a book on snails, probably. But... um I actually thoroughly enjoyed it if you're looking for another book that gives mm-hmm. you like that naturalist, you know, feel. Yeah. I really liked that one. But it's, I mean, we built like a giant bookcase in our house and it's my goal to fill it with books that I feel, I think that our kids can learn a wide variety of things about and it not be filled with textbooks because, I mean, everybody reads textbooks and everybody forgets them like hands down. No one yeah. remembers them. And so if I can steer away from that, then that's what I'm going to do. And I think that this book fit the bill, you know?
0: Yeah. Were there any other, like, books like like this, you know, that would, I guess, end up on your book, your uh, homeschooling bookshelf that not necessarily have to do with, like, naturalism that you would recommend? Like, even if it's oh, just, gosh, like... gosh, you're, like, putting me on the spot. I know. Like, historical <laughs> or anything like that that you felt like, you know, really could benefit...
1: I'm not going to kids' like education
0: memory no.
1: of them. No, my yeah. mind is blank. Your That's why I have blink. Goodreads.
0: <laughs> That's why you have Goodreads. The yeah. world's worst yeah. social media app.
1: It is the worst, but I mean, it serves its purpose, I guess.
0: <laughs> That's what everybody says. <laughs> like, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, so what would you rank this book then on a scale of one to five for fun? Okay,
1: Fun. take out the scuba part it was much more fun i mean <laughs> probably like a three i i don't like ranking things super poorly unless i'm not gonna finish it and i i would have finished it had we not even been doing this podcast
0: mm-hmm.
1: i did listen to it on audio and it's the author that's reading it
0: okay which
1: is kind of annoying because <laughs> she's not a professional
0: you know and you can hear, you can hear pages turn
1: yeah and audio <sighs> narrators make all the difference when it comes to audiobooks, and she like would put inflections on certain things. And I'm like, that's a weird place to do that, you know? And so I just, I didn't love that. And she also talks really slow. So I found myself like listening to it on like two times speed just so I could like feel like it was a normal yeah, cadence. She talks really slow.
0: She talks, really she talks slow. so slow. Like I think usually I listen to books somewhere between like 1.3 and 1.5. Mm-hmm. And I'd listen to this one almost, it, it might've been like, or 1.8 or something like that because she was like so slow so slow like it's not even like a normal no it's not
1: it was and i think that just comes from an experience of reading books and so she probably was trying not to read too fast you know yeah which i guess is a good thing i can speed it up on the app i can't slow it down right
0: yeah i I think you can slow it down oh really i don't know oh
1: (laughs) anyway but um yeah so i'd rank it probably a three I read the first, like, two chapters, physical form, and I enjoyed that more. So okay. I would recommend physical form if anyone is going to actually read it. But, okay. Yeah.
0: I think I would give it the same thing. I yeah. think a three and fun. Like, it, it was a book that I would have finished no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it was a book that the facts were super fun mm-hmm. and the subjects were super fun. Like, octopuses are cool. Yeah, you they know are. What I mean, like, they're yeah. a neat animal that you don't run into every single day. But at the same time, there were... It's really just the scuba stuff. Like, <laughs> like, I really. Maybe it's
1: because we've scuba We were, like, so bored of it. But, I mean.
0: But this most of the scuba stories had nothing to do with octopuses. Yeah, no, you know it didn't You know what I mean? All. Like, it had to do with her yeah. getting scuba certified, then her having trouble scuba, scuba diving, and then her doing scuba ventures, but never seeing octopuses until the very last one, mm-hmm. which I get is, like, cool that she saw octopuses on the very last time that she went scuba diving. It was a great experience. But, like. You even could if, have, you could have was, just like, included that last one and talked about like, yeah. it was really difficult for me to get my scuba certification. This yeah. is why. And so seeing them meant a lot to me. And it was yeah. just like, you know, I didn't need a like, fourth of this book to be yeah. stuff that didn't even include any animals. It was
1: like a good two hours of the book, I feel like.
0: Yeah, that didn't have any animals. Yeah. It was just about her experience scuba diving.
1: Yeah. And had she included like other like creatures that she was seeing while scuba diving, it would have been interesting too like introduce a couple other animals then like that's mm-hmm. fine. It doesn't yeah. have to all be octopuses. like what do octopuses eat? Teach me about those animals. you know what I yeah. mean like that would have been fine, but yeah, it was just it was straight just, scuba in her
0: ears yeah scuba <laughs> and ears scuba and ears like scuba and ears yeah, yeah so I, that's why I would give it a three and then mm-hmm. again, a four for importance I do I think animals are you know one of the most important kind of aspects of our, earth, of our lives mm-hmm. as human beings. And I talked with mom about this on a podcast, but like humans have always had animals, mm-hmm. you know, like our, our relationship to animals was always so close throughout mm-hmm. all of history. Like animals were how we got food, you know, like we, you know, our relationship to them was very intimate in the way that, you know, we ate animals, but then we mm-hmm. also used them for work we also use them for transportation, we've also used them for protection. Like mm-hmm. animals have been a huge part of like the human experience for mm-hmm. so long that the fact that we've kind of automated all of that and removed ourselves from animals can only hurt us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like one you're going against your your natural evolutionary biology of you know 10,000 years of being close to animals, but then also like you're missing Another meaningful connection in your life that mm. is that kind of brings you out of yourself, and yeah. I think those are the most important connections that you can have. So, I think it is important to realize realize the importance of animals in, in every form. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, it's easier to do with dogs. You know, running with Sherman was with a donkey, mm-hmm. and that's you know a very stereotypical <laughs> stereotypical like work animal. You yeah. know, farm animal. People have. Imp- and experiences with those on a pretty regular basis, but yeah. to do it also with an octopus mm-hmm. and to see that like you can develop those relationships and that comfort from really anything that you
1: put the time in,
0: put the time in mm-hmm. and value equal or more to yourself. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you have that, you know, love and connection with that. Yeah. It can reciprocate that value and you can find meaning. I mean, there was the one girl who, you know, was was suicidal mm-hmm. and, you know, she kind of came out of that because of, Kind of that that reciprocal love yeah. with an octopus. Yeah. I mean, that's I know, crazy, that's shocking. Yeah, but it is. It's just a, such an important lesson that people really should. I mean, should learn, and mm-hmm. that also, you know, it's cool that you can do that with just about any animal. Yeah. So that's why I thought it was so important. Yeah. So. Awesome. So, uh, would you be on the podcast again? Yeah. 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 Next time, bit? hopefully,
1: my voice is normal.
0: Yeah, I know you sound <laughs> like you smoke like a pack a day. <laughs> Jeez.
1: It was normal this morning. I don't know what to tell you. Was it? Yeah, I mean, normal-ish.
0: Normal-ish. No- it was more normal more, more last nor- night. More normal than it is now. So. Yeah, but yeah, I would. I like okay. reading books. So I was about to say, yeah, you're definitely the most, yeah, the biggest reader in the family. On Olivia. Well, I mean, outside of Olivia, Olivia's crazy. She reads. I
1: mean, it's insane. She read a book. Charity crushed her like goal on Goodreads. I looked last night.
0: Dude, she read a book. We picked it up at the library on our way down here. She already finished it. Yeah. And it's a physical copy book. Yeah. It's not even an audible. Did she read in the car? Oh, yeah, dude. She read like three fourths of the book in the car on the drive down. Oh,
1: man. I would throw up.
0: Oh, me too. I can't, I read can't the do I
1: can't do that. Yeah. yeah. So she's cheating. <laughs> she's
0: cheating. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to do what I'm not you allowed to do. should not be
1: able to. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah.
0: Have you ever thought about writing a book? Oh.
1: <sighs> no
0: you the only two people that i would ever ask that to and i've asked olivia on the podcast Mm -hmm. is you and olivia because of how much you read i feel like you guys are some of the more creative people that i know
1: yeah that's touching
0: but yeah Yeah. is that something you've ever thought of
1: okay embarrassing moment
0: you've written a book
1: (laughs) yeah under a pen name no no but (laughs) (laughs) i
0: thought you were serious for a second i was like the next book on the bookly podcast (laughs) is
1: absolutely not no um I have written a few different, like, outlines of books and started a couple different books. And I have since, like, probably middle school, actually. And I would just, like, keep them tucked in my journals and, like, not tell anybody. Really? Oh, they were probably all trash, but,
0: Like what? Like, what's the one that you were really, like, well, maybe this one could be something?
1: Well, none of them. That's why I didn't finish them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Come on. There has to be one that you're kind of like, this is a decent idea. No.
1: There was one in, like, the age of, like, right before the age of, uh like Hunger Games and what's that other one? Like Maze Runner and Divergent and all those, where they have like different cities that like can never talk to each other and they're kind of like apocalyptic or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Where (laughs) this was inspired by like us having to have our cleaning schedule. Um, Growing up, this was in like, Yeah, late middle school maybe early early high school I was like there'll be a city that's like dirty city and there'll be a city that's like clean city and you're not allowed to like (laughs) cross like and dirty you're not allowed to clean they were like revolting against like having to always clean and then like clean city everything had to be like pristine the way that like you know an OCD father might like (laughs) to have things clean and so like while we would have to like clean our bathrooms I can like distinctly remember like cleaning mirrors growing up and like thinking of this book and like it would be about like this like one of this girls wanted to like cross over to the other you know and then they find like the purpose of both and how there's like a balance and they can live peacefully <laughs>
0: together nice.
1: I, I wrote a solid like seven or eight chapters of that like if it had been well written someone might have read it some of <laughs> <credit>. <laughs> that is... Yeah, it could have been a children's book easily at least yeah like okay. actually
0: that could be a children's book Yeah, like an, i've I never would, thought of that that's i would like, I nobody would, steal that that's mine <laughs> i would ditch all the chapters and then just make it like a like a 20 page with illustration yeah, children's like chapter book, book about cleaning or
1: not chapter book. yeah cleaning that's a good idea yeah i gotta get on that before you like have a ton of people listening to your podcast you have a while so <laughs> <No>. <laughs> for sure no no that's it like i i'm not creative enough i think to come up with good uh character development and plots and things like that Mm. i think i would be disappointed in my own writing
0: yeah you know that'd be hard Um, Hmm. yeah interesting interesting yeah all right well i think that's just about it so for everybody still listening at this point um please make sure to like comment and subscribe if you're listening on youtube if you are listening on a podcast platform, please leave us a five star review. And we are still looking for guests. So if you want to read a book with me and be a guest on the podcast, would absolutely love it. Um, please reach out either on Instagram or text me if you know me, um, or get my number from somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah, because because my circle of Just people who watch this podcast, people who watch the podcast, are pretty uh, pretty limited at this point. And then if you could also share this podcast with any of your friends and family, that would be great because we're also looking for listeners. So, you know, just trying to get that out there, get more people reading, um, you know, enjoy and discover new books. is always fun. So make sure to spread the podcast around. That's it. That's all I got to say. Thanks awesome. for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming.